Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. This is Matt Kenfield joining you again. This is episode four. And man, have we got some really cool stuff in store for you today. And in the coming days here on Authenticate. It's been really cool seeing a lot of people finding our podcast organically. We've uh, This is only a soft launch, so uh, uh, if you're finding this show, consider yourself lucky. Uh, you're a very good internet sleuth to be able to find this show for the time being. But our friends uh, at NASCAR Pole Position Magazine and the Out of the Groove podcast network have helped us kind of get this show off the ground and it's only going to get bigger and better as we go again this is matt kenfield with authenticated and joining me today is alex pullman and alex we've done a few of these shows here today have you gotten any feedback from some fans that are finding our show already i haven't yet that's uh, not good (laughs) well because i well it's only a soft launch. I'm not. It's okay. Yeah. When, once we go live, I feel like we'll hear more. But no, I haven't quite yet. And, and Michelle, we mentioned that the uh, Craig and his whole team at uh, Pole Position and, and that whole organization have uh, been a really good friend of Lionel Racing. Uh, Michelle Fannin from Lionel Racing joining us as well as t- on today's podcast. And uh, you know, those folks have done a great job, really spreading the word through various forms of media uh, over the years. And it's a really cool partner that that Lionel Racing has with that organization to help us get this podcast off the ground and do a lot of cool uh, things as well. Oh, yeah. Craig and Josh and Eric um, over at Out of the Groove, they've been fantastic. They've helped us get this off and running. They've helped us post it, given us some good pointers. So um, we're looking forward to working with them more in the future. And, you know, they're good promotional partners as well. So kudos to those guys for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun here on Authenticated today and more to come. Stick around. We've got all kinds of excitement today on Authenticated. Saturday night under the lights at Richmond Raceway, Martin Truex Jr. took the checkered flag in the second race of the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. It was a fantastic win for Truex and a great start to the playoffs for the Joe Gibbs organization. And Michelle, I'll I'll lead off with you. Uh, That team, you know, we gave them a hard time, especially on the Denny Hamlin front, not going to victory lane all season long. And and Kyle Busch hasn't had the typical Kyle Busch season. Truex won a bunch of races. This was his fourth win of the season. But, you know, the JGR team as a whole hadn't necessarily flexed all of their muscle 
They're now two for two to start the playoffs. Have they turned it on or what? I mean, Denny Hamlin came out swinging at Darlington. Now you have Truex and not only Truex, but they finished one, two and three with Truex and Hamlin and then Christopher Bell right behind in third place. So we gave them a lot of flack, but they're making us look like we didn't know what we were talking about because they sure knew when to turn it on at the beginning of the playoffs. And I got to say, Truex, he's always one of those guys that is in the hunt for the championship. And and, and it's been really impressive to see how strong he becomes in the playoffs. Almost every year he's got a shot at the championship four and, uh, you know, always in the hunt. And and you put that together with the strength of the Joe Gibbs team. Now, uh, Alex, let me ask you this. Where does Truex rank on, on the kind of the list of the championship contenders in, in your mind at this point of the playoffs? Well, what you know, being strong with four wins this season, this one being his fourth, and like you said, he's always there contending at the end. I feel like he will make the championship four, um, you know, probably, you know, contend with Kyle Larson for the championship there in Phoenix. Well, and I think experience matters, right? Truex has been there before. He's won a championship and he's been contending. And I think, you know, when you get down to the playoffs, that's where experience starts to kick in as far as the mentality of it. And I think Truex has it for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And and that team, you know, certainly has the veteran leadership that it needs. And now Christopher Bell also kind of flexing some muscle here in the playoffs as well with a strong run at Richmond and going to victory lane earlier this season at the Daytona road course. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't think all four of the Gibbs cars will end up in the championship four, but seeing two, maybe even three, I don't think is unheard of. And kind of on the flip side of that, uh, with as strong as the Gibbs cars were at Richmond, I think another big story is just how strong the Hendrick cars were during the first part of the season. And now there's two of them on the outside looking in in the playoffs. So I'll kind of throw that out there. I mean, are you guys surprised? You know, Larson and Chase, I think, are going to be in good shape, certainly, to move on. But there could be two of the Hendrick four cars that might not make the round of 12. Well, I think this next race is going to tell the tale. You know, I think you've got two cars in serious trouble, which I'm sure we'll talk about here pretty soon. But I agree. I think Larson and Chase are going to move on. And then it's a matter of how can those younger drivers really put it all on the line in the next race. Otherwise, you've got two out of the four moving forward at Hendrick. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And I don't know, but just watching the race on Saturday night, it was interesting to see Truex fight back from an early race penalty and, you know, pass the leader at the initial start. And, you know, it's a long race. Anything can happen. And, and certainly he showed just how strong he was to be able to come back from that penalty. And and again, I think that team might have taken a little extra time to kind of gel with the new crew chief and everything like that last season. And I think all of whatever might've fallen between the cracks, as far as communication and everything like that with new crew chief, James small, you know, those, those have been patched up now. Uh, And like we talked about, I think that's, uh, Uh, That's just going to show how strong Truex is. And uh, what was really cool, too, is to see Truex go to victory lane in a Bass Pro Shops car that had a lot of patriotic accents to it. Um, And certainly on the 20th anniversary uh, of the 9-11 attacks, it was certainly a poignant car to go to victory lane there um, at Richmond. And Bass Pro, Michelle, I know you've been around uh, and seen a lot of different Bass Pro schemes over the years. And that's one group. And the Joe Gibbs team and Certainly Truex, uh, you know, they're always ones to really jump on board with any patriotic, you know, 
theme that there might be, whether it's Memorial Day, Fourth of July, whatever it is. Uh, but to see a patriotic car go to Victory Lane was was pretty special uh, at Richmond. Yeah, I was really glad to see that, and I think you know that was such an important race for the sport as a whole. And to see that red, white, and blue car in Victory Lane was really a fitting cap to the weekend. I mean, you had Noah Gregson win the Xfinity race for Bass Pro, and the remarks that he made after winning, I think, were. Pretty touching, quite honestly. And then for Truex to cap the night off with the red, white, and blue Bass Pro paint scheme was just pretty cool. And I think um, all the fans there, I'm sure, appreciated that. Whether you're a Truex fan or not, I think that was meaningful to everybody. I want to follow that up with you, Michelle, because we were talking in the office the other day just about uh, what it was like 10 years ago uh, at Richmond Raceway um, for the 10th anniversary of 9-11. And and I know a whole team of Lionel Racing employees were at that race because uh, we got behind uh, as a company, we got behind several different things that were going on at the racetrack there and the racetrack did a lot of uh, really cool things. So what was kind of your experience there at Richmond uh, flashing back 10 years yeah, so 10 years ago, um, we worked with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and at the time, um, their mission was to build smart homes for the first two um, veterans of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan who were the first to survive actually losing all four limbs. So that had never happened before, um, Brenda Morocco and Todd Nicely, and they were actually our guests at the race um, at Richmond. So we got to know Todd and Brendan, and we got to know their families, and it was pretty um it's pretty incredible weekend. Um, we had Tony Stewart had a special paint scheme to honor them. Jamie McMurray, David Gilland, and the Xfinity side, we had Carl Edwards. Brad Keselowski um, was there, and he got to know Brendan. And he had met Brendan actually at Walter Reed um, when he was there for, um, you know, physical therapy. And we had um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., just several paint schemes on track. And so we had a suite with RCCA members there, which was incredible, um, overlooking the front stretch. I mean, that was like the race to make the chase at the time. So the racing was incredible. But our RCCA members also got to know um, the brother of Stephen Siller, who was a firefighter who died on 9-11. He rushed into the towers and he never made it out. And so... um, It was just such an incredible weekend, and I can't really put it into words and express how much that meant to our team that was there, and I think also the RCCA members who remember that weekend, and just getting to know Todd and Brendan, and you know, we think about 9-11, and about the 3,000 people who died in the towers, and then at the Pentagon, and in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, but there was also a lot of people whose lives were changed after that, Um, you know, the many people who died as by virtue of the um, toxicity at the towers. And then, you know, guys like Todd and Brendan who went over to serve, maybe not because of 9-11, but they were in the military and then were sent over. And then their lives were changed by virtue of the injuries that they received. And so getting to know them and give them a special weekend and just be a small part of raising money to make their lives just a little bit easier by the smart homes that they were given. It was just something that, you know, I'm never going to forget. And I think everybody in that suite will never forget either. So that Richmond has always been special to us because of that weekend and just, you know, a way to, you know, show people when it falls on 9-11 that, you know, their sacrifices are not going to be forgotten. And it was really cool, too, uh, over the last, you know, week or so, just following our social media, just people, uh, you know, surrounding 9-11 with some of the die cast that they have that commemorated 9-11. Right. Certainly that that uh, David Gilliland car that was created by our own Kevin Bloom uh, from from years ago in that 34 car, I believe, um, that Tunnel to Towers uh, organization on that car as well. Uh, you know, just seeing a lot of different posts from folks just, you know, 
commemorating and remembering and um, and honoring those uh, who were lost uh, on and around 9-11 um, through diecast. You know, right. it, it, it's 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 really a cool um, way that people can combine a, a memorable cause or something like that well, with, with it, their passion. Yeah. And it's so, it's not something that you think would ever go together. And that year too, it, you know, Tunnel to Towers, they do a Tunnel to Towers run mm. where they retrace, you know, the fireman's steps basically that went from Brooklyn to the towers. And we were there that year for the run. And we took a show car of David Gillen's, that paint scheme that Kevin Bloom did to New York. And you wouldn't think, you know, Manhattan and NASCAR really go together. But when we rolled that car out onto the streets of Manhattan, pe the people, you know, the citizens of New York, I mean, they all stopped and mm -hmm. they were just enthralled with that paint scheme and what it means to them. And you really got a sense being there of just how important that was. I mean, it wasn't because it was a NASCAR car, really. It was because of what was on the car. Well, sports can do that, right? right. You know, no matter if it's NASCAR, certainly Major League Baseball, having the, the Subway Series, the right. Mets and Yankees this past weekend, and uh, certainly on track, there were a lot of uh, really cool um uh, patriotic paint schemes in commemoration of 9-11 and we'll talk about a few of those but uh you know a alex what kind of what were your thoughts just watching some some of the red white and blue and the stars and stripes on the racetrack this past weekend i really enjoyed seeing the patriotic you know feel of the weekend and the fans were involved and i also thought it was you know kind of remarkable that in the xfinity race the nine and the 11 car finished one two mm. and for a while in the cup race it was the nine car and the 11 there at the very beginning. Um, so, you know, coincidence, I just thought it was kind of, you know, for the day, that was a kind of cool thing to see, but I really enjoyed seeing everybody, you know, with their American flags and then they paid honor on laps nine and 11, all the teams standing up there on the wall with the flags. And it just shows how patriotic the sport of NASCAR can be. It, it's really kind of unprecedented uh, just to see um, what NASCAR, its teams, its fans, uh, and, and all of its partners can do uh, surrounding a patriotic, you know, whether it's a holiday or something in commemoration uh, of something like 9-11, uh, to really kind of unite and come together and show solidarity for the country and for its, uh, uh, you know, its freedoms and everything like that. So uh, really cool to see the Bass Pro Shops red, white, and blue car go to victory lane the number 19 Toyota Camry for Martin Truex Jr. And uh, once again, all that confetti that they've been storing up for all these racetracks over 2020 with no fans and everything like that during COVID, um, you know, all that stockpile is getting put to good use these last few weeks <laughs> because uh, I think three out of the last four races have just had buckets of confetti on the car and Truex's car certainly had that as well. And um it's going to make for a great race win die cast. You know, normally on a short track, you kind of hope for a few more dents and dings and, and, and uh, you know, some fenders missing and things like that. But uh, the confetti definitely made up for it this past weekend. And uh, that diecast is currently available for order at LionelRacing.com. You can also get one by calling our Lionel Racing Call Center at 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealers. This week in our fresh paint segment, we've got a bunch of 9-11 tribute paint schemes that were on track at Richmond Raceway. Uh, lots of stars and stripes, red, white, and blue cars, and uh, three of them to this point have been released for order. Chris Busher's number 17 Fastenal 9-11 tribute, 
Eric Jones, 43, Petty's Garage, 911 Tribute, and Kyle Larson's HendrickCars.com, 911 Tribute. Uh, all three of them featuring patriotic accents, uh, some uh, patriotic and never forget messaging on some of them as well. And, and Alex, I'll start with you. And having being a diecast collector like you are, adding pieces like this to your collection can certainly, you know, tell many different stories for a collector standpoint. And, and you know, what would adding something like this to your collection uh, kind of mean to you to have a 911 car in there? Absolutely. You know, I loved seeing them all on the track and having those cars in your collection commemorating 20 years since, you know, this tragedy happened. But it shows that we won't forget and having that on your shelf to be able to look at it with those teams, you know, like a mini version what's on track is definitely something cool to have in your collection, especially if you're a NASCAR fan or you're patriotic or both. I mean, it's just I like having that kind of stuff. And what I think is really, you know, interesting and what will help further push that story along with these diecasts is that the race actually happened on September 11, 2021. You know what I mean? Usually, it, you know, it can be within a couple of days or something like that of of the anniversary date. But the fact that it was actually on September 11, 2021, 20 years to the day uh, after those tragedies, uh, you know, again, just kind of moves that story along and it's just something when you see it on your shelf you can remember watching that race maybe being at the track or you know you can flash back to you know that race in particular especially if you were a truex fan or if you you know or you have one of those 911 tribute cars but then you know that triggers you know some of the other thoughts and memories of where you were on september 11 2001 you know if you're old enough to to remember that which uh uh you know uh, i remember i was sitting in my uh college biology class and somebody said somebody hit flew a, a small plane into one of the twin towers and we're like okay you know i went to school in southern connecticut so we had a lot of new yorkers and everything like that in my uh you know in my class but class went on just as normal and i remember getting in my it, it was my Jeep Cherokee. I remember getting in the parking lot and having Howard Stern on and he was reporting live because his show was from New mm -hmm. York. And that's where I first heard what was really going on was from Howard Stern of all people. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just one of those things. I'll, I'll just never forget where I was and nobody will ever forget where they were, too. Right. Right. Um, but uh, all three of those 911 tribute schemes are available. LionelRacing.com. 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealers. And there's more to come, more 911 schemes on their way. And Michelle, I know we were talking, uh, you know, there's one in particular, uh, Eric Almarola, uh, the number 10 Smithfield 911 tribute car. Uh, we've been in communication with the race team and maybe you can speak a little bit more. Uh, and a lot of fans on social media have been asking for that car because it really is a cool and it it's is. an interesting and it's probably one of the better paint schemes that I've seen on track this, this year. And, you know, Talk about maybe some of the, the discussions that have been going on and just all the balls that are in play and the moving pieces that it takes to offer a die cast like that one. So in the case of Eric Almarola's car, which is a fantastic paint scheme, there's a charity on the paint scheme, which is Tuesday's Children. And that was formed after 9-11 um, to help children who are impacted by terrorism or violence or um, things like that. And so um, because there is a charity on that paint scheme, and anytime there's what we call a third party on a paint scheme, things can get a little bit complicated. And in this case, we're excited because we are going to be able to offer that car. And it may be for sale by the time this podcast goes live. Um, we're working on a sales sheet now. But anytime there is a foundation or a charity on a paint scheme, um, 
we have to get the permission of that charity to put their mark on the die cast or their logo. And so sometimes that's as simple as getting an email from the foundation giving us permission or the team goes to the charity and gets permission. Or if it's a little more complicated, sometimes we have to enter a licensing agreement with that foundation. And so there's any that simple or everything in between. And so our licensing director, Michael Kirchkessner, handles that and he does a fantastic job. So anytime there's what we call a third party on a car, things can get a little more complicated and that's why it may take a little bit longer and why we can't go out immediately with a paint scheme. So we've heard everybody wants to off, wants us to offer that Eric car for pre-order and we are going to offer it, um, but that's why it took a little bit longer in this instance. And that's just one example of, you know, I know fans, you know, part of what we're trying to do with this authenticated podcast is draw back the curtain a little bit, give you a little bit more insight on the hows and whys and and what we do here at Lionel Racing from a day-to-day process in order to get these die casts on your shelf and in your hands. Uh, If it was just as simple as oh, you want this car? We'll offer it and and we'll build it, you know, no big deal. Then, you know, everybody would get what they want, but it's not always that simple. There's always different processes involved in that. Alex, I know this is something that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, every logo on a car, you know, from NASCAR to the teams, to the manufacturers, to, you know, everything involved at some point has to, you know, approve what's going on these die casts. It's not just a simple turnkey, oh, you want it? Here it is kind of deal. There's a lot of moving pieces involved in getting these cars offered. Absolutely. You know, you get the art sent out for approval to the teams, and the teams have to send it to all the sponsors, the secondary sponsors on the car to make sure, you know, they're okay with it. And even the cars, like, with the names on it, you have to get permission for everybody, you know, to run the car, make the car with the people's names on it, you know. So there is a lot of moving pieces to the process, probably more than people think, but it's definitely, you know, in the end, the product is, you know, hopefully what exactly what you want it to be. No matter what they, I, I can promise you that our team works diligently to get all of these processes uh, down the road and, and, you know, kicking that ball forward towards the goal. Uh, and, you know, sometimes those processes do get hung up from time to time. Sometimes there's, uh, you know, whatever the situation might be. And these are future discussion topics for Authenticated. But, uh, you know, most of the time we make it work and the car gets offered and, you know, but sometimes there's a hangup somewhere. Sometimes, you know, we run into a roadblock, whether it's a sponsor or whatever it might be. And and it's not necessarily, oh, Lionel doesn't want to offer it. It's not quite how that works. We always want to offer the car. I mean, we always want to give our collectors what they want. Right. So, and, you know, with these 911 cars, we're, we're working on a couple of more. Obviously, we just talked about the Almirola car and there might be another one or two down the road. You can check them out whenever they're released, including the three that have been released, the Busher, the Jones, and the Larson, on our Fresh Paint segment or section of our Instagram stories. Again, Fresh Paint on Lionel Racing on Instagram. And if you want to order these or any other of our latest releases at Lionel Racing, you can do so at LionelRacing.com, 1-800-952-0708, or other authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealers. We can never get too much short track racing in the NASCAR Cup Series. At least that's my opinion. We're going to be back on the short track, the half mile of Bristol Motor Speedway this Saturday night for the famed Bristol Night Race. And, I, and I'll tell you guys what, it's the Bristol Night Race just makes you feel something different because, uh, you know, short track Saturday nights is what, you know, where all these racers grew up. And, and uh, you know, there's just something special, Alex, about 
these cars, these drivers, you know, racing, what is it, fighter jets in a, in a coliseum or something like that. And it's a or fighter jets in a gymnasium. That's what the old uh, phrase was. But uh, Bristol Motor Speedway just it hits a little bit different when uh, when those lights get turned on. Oh, yeah. And it's great racing. It's definitely a memorable place to be. You have to go to Bristol at least one time. One of the tracks that need to be on your bucket list because the racing's great. The atmosphere is great. And, you know, you never know what you'll see there. Never know what you'll see there because we've seen a lot of memorable things. Uh, I'll ask you both and I'll give you mine too. Favorite Bristol memory from uh, NASCAR Cup Series or racing in general? Tony Stewart chunking his helmet. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Was it at Kenseth? Yeah, it was Kenseth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that that made like Sports Center highlight. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's shown constantly yeah. even today. We need more of that at Bristol uh, this agree. weekend. There you I go. mean, I know Tony's not around, but somebody, somebody's got to do it. It'd be kind of cool to see him put the owner's hat on and then throw like, oh, that'd be awesome. you know, like get into a fight with somebody as the team owner. That'd Tony be- and Shoulders go. Oh, oh hold my watch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would. That would be pretty impressive to see. That, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture in my mind like the drivers just standing around, like all the owners, like Richard Childress and Rick Hendrick, just start throwing hands or something like that, and Chip Ganassi jumping off of the the dang. What pit has road he or got something. to lose at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, I mean he's going Indy car racing, sports car racing after this anyway. I mean he's got nothing he's to like, lose. What are you gonna do? Find me? You know. <laughs> I don't know. The wheels are spinning in my mind, like how that would kind of play out and what the drivers would do. Cringe and embarrassment, probably. Probably. It would be must-see TV to see, you know, is it grumpy old men, right? Just beating the snot out of each other. And, you know, and then they go home to their million-dollar yachts and on their billion-dollar planes and everything like that. Good I think, TV, Matt. Good yeah, TV. Yeah, it'd be like Real Housewives of... Or like the Bristol Raw, you know, yeah, on a Saturday night. Exactly. I mean, they uh, they cleared out the infield a few years ago and put a football field on there. Maybe they put a wrestling ring. I remember uh, back uh, many years ago, there was a, uh, a track up in Connecticut, Thompson Speedway. They did a thing called wrestling and racing. Like they oh. would run a race and then they'd have like WWE style wrestling in between races and like on the, you know, little area <laughs> between the grandstands and the front stretch. So, I mean, it Best was of both worlds. It, it was redneck police. But it wasn't right? the driver's wrestling. No, no, no. Okay. It, was, it was it was very <laughs> amateur wrestling because that's what it, it was wrestling and racing. So, I mean, you, you can tell that, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily the highest class, uh, you know, it, you wouldn't take your first date there probably. Right. Right. right? right. It, it, but it was. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it was it was a time let me tell you that but uh again bristol motor speedway always has some really cool stuff my favorite bristol memory nothing on track i mean i've seen a lot of cool races there from uh the cup series trucks xfinity even the king what's now the uh uh Kane and pro series and uh, the wheel and modified tour there as well um i actually spotted a few races there and that's pretty intense to spot there but my favorite bristol memory is gosh it was probably 10 12 years ago now they broke the record pre-race for the world's largest karaoke. It was Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. And I was there with a couple of buddies. We were on pit road. And you were doing the karaoke. We were doing karaoke because I mean, I mean, was it 120 thousand? I don't even know how many people it is, but everybody's singing Friends in Low Places. 
And let me tell you, that was a time. It, it was. Was it pre-race? It was pre-race. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. We were, we were there. Uh, my buddy Bob was working for Speed Channel at the time. And, you know, he was doing our Fox Sports and doing a bunch of pre-race stuff. And uh, all of a sudden on the Jumbotron in the middle, it was, I think it was the first race that they had that Jumbotron yeah. in the Titan Tron, whatever they call it, in the middle of the racetrack there. And they say, we're going to break the world's record for largest karaoke. And it was Friends in Low Places. And I mean, look, if you don't know Friends in Low Places, if you have a couple of soda pops in you, you're going to figure out the words to Friends in Low Places. That's basically what the song's all about, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you do that pre-race at a NASCAR race. I mean, even if you don't know the words, they were showing it up there and you're belting it out. And uh, we broke the record. So for a small period of time, I don't know if it's been broken since then. It probably has. Every record gets broken in, in that thing. But I felt like I was a Guinness Book of World Record holder. Did you add that to your LinkedIn? I, I should. I, I should put that, yeah, P1 on my resume. You know, <laughs> I, I heard that's what got me the job here. I, it was, I was the karaoke king for Our a little while. Our secret's out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and if you were standing on pit road when that happened, you were definitely in low places. That is Crystal correct. Crystal is in a hole. Bada bing. Yes. It, it, it's, it's like Alex just said, it, it is a bucket list place. Michelle, you've been there before. Yeah, you've been yeah. to some races there. And you can attest to this too, that, you know, when you walk into the gates there, uh, it, it's it's unlike anything that you've ever seen. It's unreal. Yeah, you've got to go if you haven't been. Absolutely. It's uh, But this race in particular, uh, it means a little bit more. Uh, I think we're going to see some of that ruining and gouging, and beating and banging that we used to see at Old Bristol because it means something. This is the playoff cutoff race, and there's a tie for the last spot in the playoffs right now between Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman, and we already talked a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, about the desperation that two of those Hendrick cars might need to make just to get into the next round, the round of 12. But there's a lot of guys that might be, you know, kind of throwing some Hail Marys uh, towards the end of that race just to make sure that they've got a shot to run for the championship. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I just think Kyle Busch is going to be the spoiler. I mean, I know we're not making race picks, but Kyle Busch is incredible at Bristol, and I think he's going to spoil everybody's day. It's just my thought. No, you're, I mean, he... It was it a few years ago he wrecked on lap one and then came back with yeah. all the damage and still won the race. So, I mean, you never count him out at Bristol for sure. Right now, Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Michael McDowell are all on the outside looking in to make it into the round of 12. Do you guys see any of them leapfrogging into a position, whether, you know, whether it be with a win or, you know, just being able to beat those guys that are in, you know, 12th, you know, whatever the positions are, 12th, 11th, 10th, to, in order to get in there? I mean, I wouldn't count out Kurt Busch or Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick loves to run the wall just like Kyle Larson does, so he's definitely somebody you need to watch out for. And then Kurt Busch, I mean, he's a veteran to the sport. He's been around. He's won at Bristol, so, again, you got to keep an eye out for him. In Bristol Motor Speedway, it's one of those races where if you need an extra position or two, you can get the, you can get yes. it, you know what I mean? It's not just a raw speed track. If you need to, you know, use that chrome horn in the front of the car, you can do it and get that spot. That's why it should be a good race. Uh, <laughs> We're I, hoping. Yeah, Everyone's uh, going to get their cage rattled. Exactly. Yeah, Dale Sr. style. But uh, ho- hopefully it's a, it's a great race. It, it almost always is under the lights there. And, uh, you know, if we can get a winner to tear up that race car a little bit on his way to, to do it and uh, make a really cool uh, race win diecast for us, we would be more than happy to offer that to you uh, come this time next week. But uh, Bristol Motor Speedway Saturday night under the lights. It's going to be amazing and we can't wait to watch it and tell you all about it on Authenticated next week.
Before we wrap up today's episode of Authenticated, we need to go around the room, get our last lap highlight of the week, and I'm going to start with Alex Pullman. Go ahead, Alex. That was my best, you know, Price is Right, like, come on down type voice for you. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> um, mine is, I was on, you know, scrolling Twitter, and Davey Seagal, he, um, he actually does a lot of the race recaps on TikTok. NASCAR actually just picked him up to do the race recaps, but he was talking about, he did an interview with Alex Bowman after the race, and Alex Bowman was shocked the media wanted to talk to him for so long. He thinks he's boring. And he's like, I have all these teammates, and you want to talk to me? Like, he, I guess, you know, he's like, I don't want to talk to me either. Poor Alex. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> he needs some positive affirmation. Yes. Uh, and hopefully he gets it at Bristol, right? I hope like, so. Yeah, I mean, that would really kind of stink. I mean, he, I know he and Byron on the outside looking in, but I don't think any Hendrick driver wants to be the last guy no. to transfer in. You know, if there ends up being three, you don't want to be the fourth one. No, you don't. You don't no, want to be don't. that guy. So uh, uh, pressure's definitely on Bowman uh, at Richmond. Uh, excuse me, at Bristol. Uh, Michelle, what's yours? So um, back to 9-11, I thought it was really cool how in the – um, first few laps of the cup race and even in the pre-race a lot of the teams were holding up the blue flag that had the 9-11 museum memorial um, when they were standing on the pit wall and um, I don't know if a lot of people know this but um, we made or have made a couple paint schemes for the 9-11 museum in New York and so you can um, get it in their gift shop um, and they're just different paint schemes with you know the New York skyline and everything. And that's something that we do from our corporate sales department. And they came to us and asked us if we make a couple cars for them. So it was just kind of a neat tie in and something that we don't really talk about or promote much, but it's something that we've done for them. So, um, I just think that's kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. And uh, just another one of the many memorable moments uh, from Richmond, for sure. And uh, my last lap highlight is actually a, a preview highlight, uh, pre-light. I don't know what that would be. Uh, for this weekend at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, uh, Doug Kobe going to make his Truck Series debut, a six-time NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion, uh, winner of the SRX race, the inaugural SRX Series race at Stafford Speedway, a place that Doug has won a lot of races at. And a, uh, um, he's got, and that kind of led him to uh, hook up with GMS Racing to run his first truck race this weekend at Bristol. So uh, on behalf of all the... Short track guys like me that, uh, you know, uh, want to see uh, one of our own do really well. We want to see Doug Kobe run really well in that GMS truck at Bristol. So, again, that's going to wrap up our show here today. But before we go, I know we've been teasing a little bit about our next-gen diecast uh, over the course of now four episodes of Authenticated. And, you know, we talked about how it's just going to be a soft launch for these first few episodes. And then we're really going to put the pressure on. We're really going to put a big splash about the show with our official launch, which will come in one week. Next week, right after the Bristol race, we have a lot of cool stuff to announce, including, Michelle, the official first look at our next-gen diecast. It's finally here. Hmm. I know. It's Yay! like... We're so excited. We're going to finally show them. It's And uh, we're going to talk to Lionel President uh, Howard Hitchcock about the process invo processes involved in getting these next-gen die cast. And, and now, uh, like we've talked about, all three OEMs have approved the 64 scale and the 24 scale. And without going into too much detail, mm -hmm. these die casts are like nothing else that has ever come through Lionel Racing's doors. No, they're very different. And there's a special feature on the Elite that Howard's going to get into, which we think collectors are going to love. Um, and we're excited Howard's going to talk about it on our podcast. And then we're also going to be showing them to you 
um, on a special edition um, of, with Out of the Groove with Eric Step as well. So we're excited about that. Absolutely. There's a lot of cool stuff in store. So if you're listening to this pre-Bristol, just understand, give us a few more days. Uh, everything's going to be uh, wrapped up and put a bow on it. And uh, come this time next week when you hear Authenticated, make sure you're, like, or you're subscribing to it on all of the major pl- podcast platforms. That's hard to say. Podcast, podcast platforms. platforms. Yeah. A lot of P's and L's and... Syllables. Yeah. When you struggle with the English language like I do, then uh, <laughs> it... Uh, it's a pain, but uh, again, all major podcast platforms. I did it, uh, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, so make sure you subscribe to it so you get that notification. That little phone goes ding when that new show hits the airwaves uh, next week. With the first look of our next gen diecast, or first look you'll see will be on out of the groove with Eric Eastep, and the first you'll hear about a lot of the uh, you know ins and outs and the details and the part, parts and pieces of the new next gen diecast will come with Howard Unauthenticated next week that's going to do it again for authenticated episode four we will be back next week with all kinds of cool new stuff and we hope you enjoy the bristol race weekend for michelle and alex i am matt thank you for tuning in to authenticated we will check in with you next week and enjoy the bristol race follow lionel racing on twitter at lionel underscore racing on Instagram at Lionel underscore racing, and be sure to like Lionel Racing on Facebook. Eric Step here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.